The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The Edmonton Eskimo Football Club will be discontinuing the use of the word Eskimo in its name. We know that those who originally named the team did not intend to be disrespectful or derogatory. People who defended the name only a year ago are less comfortable with it now. This team is so much more than its name. Changing our name will not change our core identity or the values we stand for. Resilience, strength, respect, and community. It had been talked about uh, for a long time. Many surveys done, many conversations on this radio station about it. And today, um, the Edmonton Football Club Board of Directors made the decision to discontinue the use of the word Eskimo in the team name. Chris Preston is the president and CEO of the Edmonton football team. He joins us this afternoon. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Now, Chris, um, it's it's odd to say the Edmonton football team, um, but this is the way it's going to be as we move forward. You've called this day monumental. Where's your head at now that you've made the announcement? Well, I'll tell you, not many people get to make an announcement or have this in front of them in the first 10 months on their job. And as I <laughs> like to say, in, in my first 10 months, we've had to move on from a head coach. We've had to go through and still are in a pandemic and now having to change the name has been a career's worth of moments within that first 10 months. But we are where we are because we listened and we learned and we know this is the right decision considering the lens in which society is viewed these days. Hey Chris, there have been a number of surveys done over the past number of years. There was one that went out to uh, to fans and ticket holders, I think, just last week. What did that survey tell you? Well, it told us uh, and it led us to impart what the announcement today is, and that's the discontinuation of our former name. Uh, certainly there was a, a broad spectrum of opinions on both sides of the coin, and we appreciate and respect both sides and, and the opinions they brought to us. It was clear, Jaylen, that over the course of time, just within the last 10 to 15 days, that the, the sensitivities around the name had, had changed. And across all gamuts of our business, and the want and need to change the name and the opinions of many was very high. And our survey also showed us that that was getting higher. So we knew that we needed to make a change. We knew we had to make a change, and we knew that change couldn't wait. Is there a bit of relief now that that decision has been made and now that you can focus on a new name, um, getting some money for the team, uh, moving forward with football, uh, fingers crossed that we might get to see some CFL action this year? Yeah, I don't know if it's a relief. Uh, Certainly uh, it has been a burden, um, but changing the name has some of those same burdens. And, uh, you know, when you look at the course of history and how long the team has worn that name, uh, you know, it's challenging. And when you look at uh, just my short time on the job and my affinity for the former name itself and uh, how I've become attached to the team that was mine that, that, that bared that name. So uh, I guess there is a sense of relief, yet by the same token, I, I want to have a sensitivity and a respect around those that wanted to change and those that did not. And all the information supplied to us by both sides of that coin, knowing that, again, things have changed so drastically since the month of February that uh, we needed to make the change at this time. 
Chris Preston joining us this afternoon, the president and CEO of the Edmonton football team. Chris, there are going to be people who are ticked off about this. There are going to be people who are waving the flag saying this was about time and it, this is a good call. How do you balance them both? How do you, those who are saying, I'm canceling my tickets, how do you get them to stay and how do you get those people who maybe hadn't gone to games before because of the name, how do you now get them there? Well, I think it's somewhat similar. I think it's uh, it's a new beginning, and I think it's and hope with season seat holders that uh, they they view it as this is a monumental moment for for the Edmonton team that plays football here. It's a monumental moment for our city. It's a monumental moment for the Canadian Football League and the heritage that that brand brings. And all of those people on both sides of that coin have been through all of that. They've supported our city. They've supported our team, and they've supported the CFL. And now more than ever, we need that continued support as we bring a new identity to our team and a new brand to our team. That may also help bring new faces to our business. And beyond that, we also want to make sure that we're engaging those that have been with us for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years and recognizing the value that they bring and the, the change within society as well that we needed to acknowledge as we move forward. Chris, had you been in discussion in the past uh, couple of days with uh, Inuit leaders uh, informing them of the name change? And if so, what did they say or did they find out about it as we did today? No, we made a number of phone calls. I did not make those phone calls. Uh, Alan Watt, who's been in charge of Project EE with our board, over the last several years is the one that made the calls both to have discussion prior to the decision and afterward to let them know as well so we had a, a large communication tree and and everyone was a part of that and certainly um you know it's important that we let them know the decision before it came and we've done our best to make sure that everyone is as informed as they could be before the announcement today what did alan tell you about those conversations what was the reaction that he passed along I haven't spoken to him this morning about what he specifically heard from those leaders this morning simply because of our schedule today. Okay. But I would tell you in our research uh, from the past, uh, there, there, there are clearly opinions on both sides. Some of those opinions aren't going to change, and we need to acknowledge that and respect that, and we do. Again, I think it's the lens in which the world is viewed that clearly has changed for us all. Uh, Chris, before we get to uh, branding of the team moving forward, I did want to ask you about this. Um, have, have you talked to any of the players about this? What of an impact or does it have an impact on the players? Does it matter to the players that they're no longer be, be uh, you know, Edmonton Eskimo team? It's going to be something different. Do they have a connection to the team name like the community does? I'd be the first to tell you I haven't spoken to any of our players directly and that's not uncommon. I typically don't. That would come from our general manager and our head coach who deal with those guys on a daily basis. I've had a couple of conversations with our head coach and our general manager about this subject, and it certainly seemed to me that the players understood um, and that the players were supportive of this decision. Uh, but they are, without a question, they're focused on staying in shape in hopes that we do have a season, and they want to get back to football. So I'm certain that the, mean, the name means and meant something to them, but I'm also certain that they'll embrace the change as well. 
we know that this is going to be uh, costly and it's a tricky situation financially right now on a number of levels for the CFL and for the football club. You take a look around Commonwealth and you see uh, the name uh, everywhere. It's it's in lockers. It's on, um, you know, of course, the uniforms, you name it. How do you move forward? How, how is that change going to unfold moving forward? And, and what is it'll, that cost going to be like to the team? Yeah, it'll definitely take a, a tiered approach, a bit of a stair step. Certainly we can't convert everything right out of the gate for all the reasons that you mentioned. And, you know, I, I really like how you painted the picture of there. It, it's everywhere. And I think when you walk into the stadium and you take a look around, it's even more in-depth than you may originally think. And that goes all the way down to our letterhead, et cetera, and our envelopes and the checks that we, we write, et cetera. So there is a lot to be done. It does cost a lot of money. Uh, we had some schematics done on numbers a few years ago, and the numbers came back uh, pretty high, and, and now those numbers will be higher because that, that's going to be out of date. We understand that. We, under, we know that. That's why we need the support of our partners even more. We need the support of our season seat holders now more than ever because before this all happened, we were already in a fiscally challenging situation, as you alluded to, and now more than ever, we need them to stick with us to help build this new brand and help to be the, the next generation of fans coming to our games and continue that generational heritage that I know uh, our former name had when people attended games. So, Chris, what are you going to call it? What, what do we call the team moving forward? You just call it, as you described in your opening, the Edmonton football team or the E okay. football team. Okay. The E doesn't stand for anything on the back end. We just know the, the relevant importance to our fan base, not only for our colors, but for that brand. And our hope is that we can keep the brand, and that's our intent along with the colors. So it's important that there is a connectivity to the current fan, and that those two things, the colors and the double E logo, would be that connection. But it's also important that we develop a name and a brand that uh, others can be proud of that resonates across all gamuts of age, regardless of the demo, whether you've had season tickets, don't have season seats, or whether you've had season seats for 50 years. It's our job to come up with a name that resonates with, with both groups. We know that uh, sponsors, uh, there's been some announcement recently about uh, sponsors uh, wanting to or, or having um, uh, uh, um, pulling support and uh, urging a name change. How much did that play into this? And are you concerned that, um, number one, you might have more sponsors changing their mind because you did drop the name? Or are you hoping to get more because you did change the name? Really good question and a really hard question. I can tell you this. It wasn't one specific segment of, of demographical uh, of, of person. It wasn't one sponsor. It was just an amalgamation of information that we were able to obtain. And certainly over the last 10 to 15 days, we obtained information that we didn't have prior. And so we're proud of the research that we've done over the last handful of years, in particular the last three years that we've spent extensively developing those relationships in the north and locally as well with the Inuit. When you couple that with what, again, we saw through our most recent survey, there had been, a, again, a clear shift in the rhetoric and discussion around the need to change the name, clear enough that it helped us get to a point today where we're more comfortable with the change because we saw the results based upon that. So that's the derivative today's announcement is of, of, of three and four or five years of research.
Chris, I know I just have a couple of minutes uh, left with you. I know you have a busy day. Um, I just want to know, and people will want to know, so what does this look like moving forward? What, how do we undertake finding a new name? What is that going to look like? What is it going to sound like? Give us an idea about that. Well, we're in the infant stages of this. I can tell you that the last month has taken every fiber in our bodies as a board and as a leadership team and within our, our downline of employees to um, have these discussions and to move on to the decision we made today. Now, clearly that line is in the sand and we have to come up with a new process around that. We intend to involve our fans. We intend to involve our partners. I would tell you this isn't something that would take days or weeks or months. It will take several months for us to, de to, to develop the proper process, to come up with the proper protocols, and to come up inevitably with the proper name. So uh, I ask fans to be patient with us because it is something that, again, is, is something that we haven't had deep discussions about what that process will be. We just needed to get to today, and now we start uh, the work of moving down another path. You have a real opportunity here to open the doors to so many people and so many cultures and to, to make this decision very inclusive. That has to be exciting for you and for the team. It is, and and then that's a part of what everything in line with today is about. It's it's bringing people together, as you kind of alluded to. It's, it's re ridding ourselves of the divisiveness, despite what some may think of the name and others may not and it's bringing that unity together. That's what we're in the sports and entertainment business to do, is to bring people together on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday afternoon so that they can leave their troubles behind for a half a day. And we had gotten away from that, and our focus had gotten away from that, and now we can focus back on our business, we can focus back on football, and most importantly, we can focus back on our community, which is why we're here. How, how likely are we going to see football this year, Chris? Last question. You know, I think there's a decent chance. Don't hold me to that. I can tell you that we're working extremely hard uh, as a management council members for people at my level and above us with the league governors. Uh, we will make sure that we have turned over every stone and run everything to ground before we say yes or no. And I can tell you that we're in the throes of that as we speak. We're not giving up and we haven't given up and we will continue to fight to have a season. Uh, what that looks like will largely be driven by how safe we can be. That would be the number yeah. one reason. Um, but I would say over the last couple of weeks, I've felt better about the possibility around it. But it's still there are massive challenges, but we're trying our hardest. Fingers crossed, Chris, because uh, we sure do miss it. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Chris Preston joining me this afternoon, the president and CEO of the Edmonton football team. Um, that is what we will call them moving forward, the Edmonton football club, the Edmonton football team, the, the double E's. Um, as we move into finding a new name for this storied football club. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.